What's going on, guys? I'm Alex. Welcome to another episode of the BSR Show. We are the Black Series Rebels. With me, as always, is my boy, Stephen Ellis. Hey, guys. How you doing? He's rude. He's crude. He's got a bad attitude. It's my boy, Cisco Kid. Yo, 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 None of that is true. I am no, not rude. I don't have a bad attitude. I am chipper. I am nice. I am cordial. I am everything that I need to be. Just don't upset all, him on Twitter. I felt all this pressure to give you an awesome intro after our episode last week. I felt all this pressure. I don't know. I felt pretty good about that one. What's going on with you this week, Cisco? Let's catch up. Oh, man. I am on the last week before my uh, little short hiatus, a two-week hiatus. So, you know, just kind of wrapping things up, getting hit with both barrels at work, and uh, just trying to make it to Friday, baby. Nice. Nice. What about you, Steve-O? I'm just trying to stay negative, and by negative, I mean not test positive, and, uh, (laughs) you know, fucking just be safe and just get through this goddamn week so uh, uh, i'm good though i'm good oh, i'm happy I, to be here with you boys i did one i did miss one uh big update for us we got our tree and we got our lights on our tree oh, oh shit. shit that was <laughs> oh, our accomplishment wow <laughs> nice steve what should the people do at home they should wherever they're listening to this show they should leave us a review i think as alex said a few episodes back leave us five stars bitch so that's yeah. pretty much what you got to do just leave us a review yeah. you like the show? leave us a review it's not that hard just leave us a review cisco what should they do leave that review exactly they're, de- they're definitely listening because i've checked every week and we're floating around the same <laughs> so, <laughs> they're definitely listening definitely calling a bitch is definitely helping <laughs> it's definitely Good. helping our cause. Oh man, let's see. This week, what have I done this week? Man, I don't know, dog. <laughs> it's, it's felt like it has felt like six months <laughs> since the last time we taped an episode. I feel like I'm I'm emerging from being buried alive, and I'm just kind of checking. Did you enjoy any? Did you enjoy any tasty beverages this week? Did I? I can't remember. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, well, they're not, I wouldn't really call them tasty. I'd call them refined, but the answer is yes. Uh, I went, I went to uh, uh, cafe Mercado on Magnolia. Have you been there, Steve? Uh, I have, I have. Have, So I got a vanilla latte. Have you heard of it? Have you tried it? Uh, I got got a, what's it? Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> uh, it would be, uh, I, uh, obviously coffee, there's coffee in it. So I believe like an espresso shot and then steamed milk with a little vanilla syrup. I believe that's what's in it. There's, there's a lot of different ways to make it. I come from the Italian school of thought, so I don't know. There's, there's, there's the French way to make a latte. There's the cafe Mercado is very big in their style. So that's one way they could do it, but there's who knows. It's a coffee thing. I don't want to overwhelm you with a lot of detail. You oh, know, well, a lot of technical you, jargon. I mean, it's a lot of technical yeah. jargon there. Steve. It sounds like it, but I mean, why not just call it a a, a vanilla Alex? Well, <laughs> because you know, I I would I wouldn't dare be that pretentious. Okay. You know, okay. how many how many uh, 
vanilla lattes will you have to drink at Cafe Mercado for them to name one after you or to give you your own recipe? Like if you want to add a little nutmeg to it and then that's the, the Alex or add a little eggnog instead of vanilla vanilla syrup, that's the Alex. I don't know, but this is an open request. Should we make a legal speed coffee blend called Alex's roast? <laughs> and I have to describe <laughs> what the roast is. And it'll, if you'll be like, I've tried your roast bag. Mm, yeah, you might get a little oak. You might get a little chocolate. You know, there's there's lots of nodes in my uh, lot, lot, lots of going on in my blend and my roast. Uh, no, I did. I had a vanilla latte two days ago. Felt great. Felt really great. Now, what size do you go with? Just a small. That's a oh. lot of cream and sugar. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't need a milk. I don't. I don't. I mean, I, it tastes like a hot milkshake, but I don't need like. I don't need a large of that. I feel like the Alex mix has to have some dark chocolate notes and a little peppermint. Well, I'm surprised Ooh. you haven't done the dark chocolate peppermint mocha status yet. Cause that's so, like, I was thinking this week I might try a peppermint mocha. A I think it pork, might be time. Pork, a little, a little junior mint coffee. Yeah. I think a peppermint mocha or can you get a peppermint latte? Alex, the possibilities are endless. Why am I asking? Of course you I can. Know. I know everything about coffee. <laughs> Why am I even asking? Can you get a peppermint latte? Gee, I don't know. Is the sky fucking blue? Of course you can. <laughs> Why am I asking you two dweebs about what I you don't can know. do at a fucking all of a coffee sudden, shop? All of, a sudden, all of a sudden, Cisco and I know all about coffee. It's really strange. You're the I know Steve doesn't know shit. <laughs> I know. Cisco's a, Cisco's a big coffee like, guy. Like it's, it's like somebody just downloaded this information into my head. I don't know where it I came from. I don't drink coffee, but I know a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> this bit is not my, my wife was like you're still doing that bit it's so stale <laughs> she's so she over it know. oh she's man just, she's just mad that in a short period of time you've become the connoisseur in the house yeah i mean that's what i am yep. you know i'm definitely gonna, i'm gonna get a little latte art tattooed on my arm just there so people go. really know with like a little barista wick like a little barista wick and like, a, I don't know, like like the little foam dabber and then the little, like the little, the two little tools they make and maybe on a mug, like a skull and crossbones with a steaming mug. That's definitely going to be yes. one of my, one of my uh, tattoos of choice. I feel like we have a lot to break down in the news. Uh, this is our, this is our last, this is our last episode before the last episode of news before the new year. Boy, we've really done done a lot. Done this a lot of been news. A, this year. I I can't actually believe that we're at the end of the year. It feels crazy, right? Nuts. But How also, it it felt it feels like five years, but it feels like two. I don't understand it. It's one of those weird things where, like, I can't believe that we're in the middle of December, and at the same time, time seems to be going so slow. Especially this week, it's been like the longest days ever <laughs> like what is happening it's kind of this weird combination of like i can't believe we're here and it's taking forever to end yeah man i'm having trouble like so busy like i feel these are usually like especially in the business that we're all in these last two weeks are always this stressful there are people just trying to cram shit in before the holidays but something about this now over zoom it just mm -hmm. makes it so much worse because yeah. you're just spending hours staring at a screen. Very true. It yeah. Truly true. sucks. 
it truly sucks. Oh man. So that is one thing that I've noticed is that like, you know, at least when I was in the office, I would get out a couple times a day, you know, and walk for like an hour to go grab lunch or whatever, and like be getting some vitamin D and the, those opportunities are way more limited working from home. Yes. Yeah. I think I'm probably, I've got a meeting early tomorrow, but I think I might try and squeeze in a little Strava action like get out there as the sun's going up, maybe swing by, get a peppermint mocha after my ride. You know, it's a cycling thing. Get a Java, then check out your stats on your Strava. It's good. Strava with little, little jobs, little straws. Hey man, it's the life show has become. It's the life of a year. It's, it's that European lifestyle. You know what I mean? It's the lifestyle. Just get get to the goddamn star Wars news already. Jesus guys. You guys keep, if you guys, if, if those of you have already clicked off, you, you don't even know what you're missing out on because we got all kinds of good stuff to talk about this week. It has been a bad year, but we got some good news. So with that being said, for the last time in 2020, hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex. Ho, ho, ho. What's going on this week in Minty Fresh Miss News? Ho, 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 Steve. What's going on this week in Minty Freshness News? Alex, what isn't happening happening this week in, in Minty Freshness News? Um, a lot cramming happened. it all in. Uh, well, they, the crammed, they crammed it all in the day after we recorded last week's episode. So, But we called that um, shit. We said it was going to happen. We said it was going to happen. It happened. Um, but before we get to that, I, I, in my opinion, we got cooler news. It's a little close to home for us in regards to involving a good friend of the show. Um, our good buddy, it was announced today, Alex Rubens. You might, you might remember him. You remember him, right, Alex? Been on, he's one of our most frequented guests, Alex well, Rubens. It, it was announced today that Alex is going to be, um, co-writing the screenplay with the Lucas Brothers. Now, you might remember the Lucas Brothers as the twins from 22 Jump Street. Um, they've done some various other things as well. But they're going to be working with Alex Rubens on a remake or reboot of Revenge of the Nerds. And Seth MacFarlane's company is going to be producing it. Um, and basically, they said the upcoming version won't be a remake of the 1984 comedy, which hasn't aged at all that well and has been criticized in recent years for depictions of rape. Instead, the contemporary reimagining will pontificate about today's nerd culture and what even constitutes a geek in the 21st century. Uh, like every good reporter, I'm totally biased. On this subject, am I excited about this news? Of course, man. Alex Rubens is our boy. He's an original rebel, and he's writing a awesome, huge reboot of a very problematic but beloved franchise. And if there's one thing I, if there's one thing I know about my good friend Alex Rubens, he is very aware of what is problematic about those movies, and he will make sure that not only is he doing his best to remedy it, but he will. He's not going to let it. He's not going to let it slide. Like that is, he's, it's going to be great. He's totally going to be, he's the right comedy writer. 
to do something like this. He's going to do a great job. And the Lucas brothers, I think, are super funny. I'm not the biggest Seth MacFarlane guy, but you can't take away the fact that he has redefined American comedy over the last 15 years. So Seth MacFarlane gets credit where credit's due. I think Lucas Brothers and Alex Rubens are a rad combo. I think that's going to be super cool. What are your thoughts, Steve? Uh, I have fond memories as a young kid before I understood what I was watching in terms of the original Revenge of the Nerds. Um, and so I'm excited. I'm excited for Alex Rubens. I've enjoyed um, much of the stuff I've seen the Lucas Brothers pop in in. And I don't know, man, I'm, I'm definitely down to check it out once it's ready to go. Cisco. Yeah. I think I kind of mirror both uh, what you guys are both saying. I have a fondness for that movie, even though I recognize how problematic it is in many different ways. I mean, the sexual assault stuff is bad, but you know, it's also racist. It's homophobic. It's got all kinds of real big problems in that movie, but you know what, man? I also love it when they do the song at the end. I love it when uh, Lamar is winning the fucking javelin contest with his specially designed javelin. You know, <laughs> so like, there's a lot of shit in that movie that makes me laugh, and there's a lot of shit that makes me cringe big time. Um, and dude, you know, I got I I also am a fan of Alex because he's great, and he I am very glad that he's been active on Twitter again. So, um, I'll be happy to see what what they do with the uh, with the Revenge of the Nerds franchise. He's right. gonna crush it. Yeah. He's gonna yeah. crush it. Like, of course, we're stoked. We know how talented he is. We know how funny he is. And nobody here's blind to the problems of Revenge of the Nerds. And it's cool that right out the gate, they're like, "Listen, we get it. <laughs> the first movie has not aged well, and it you know it should never have aged in the first place. So it's nice to." to know that they're going to handle it with uh, maybe a, a little bit more of a subtle hand. And I think there's something to be said about nerd culture today that maybe it could use a little bit of satire coming in and ripping on it a little bit. And Alex is a good candidate to do that. Uh, what else is going on this week in the news, Steve? Um, Cisco reminded me before we hit record. Um, uh, basically, I think as you're listening to this right now, HBO Max, it will finally be available with Roku. It looks like they finally struck a deal. Um, so congratulations if you're using Roku. You, you can get all the HBO Max and, and get ready for their entire 2021 slate and piss all the Hollywood off. But you'll you'll enjoy it. It'll be good. Roku um, ain't no dummies. They know that Wonder Woman 84 is going to be a, a hot ticket. That's right. Garen, do you, know, do you know if you download HBO Max on your Roku Chris Nolan instantly knocks on your door like Candyman, and he kicks you right in the dick or the vagina. He's it's not gender specific. He kicks you right in your genitals and he just goes, you're ruining my industry. And then Tom Cruise is just giving a thumbs up with a mask across the street. (laughs) Uh, Tom Cruise is thanking you for staying safe. Yes. Tom Cruise is like, Thank you for staying safe. And Chris Nolan, thank you for defending our industry with fierce, fierce rib. rib. <laughs> yeah. We, do, do we want to talk about that before we get into the Star Wars stuff? I thought that was yeah. awesome. Um, that shit was fire. You I know mean, what? I, 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 forgive was, yeah. I can completely forgive him for dancing on Oprah's couch because <laughs> this shit is goat shit. Uh, I feel very strongly about it, especially considering the last couple of weeks I've had being on set and the amount of safety measures and money yeah. and sort of uh scares that can happen and 
people who may or may not seem like they're taking it seriously. And at the end of the day, we are an industry that is very lucky and fortunate to be able to work um, and have the opportunity to work because we are able to afford to pay the insane amount of money to take the steps and the safety precautions that are needed. Um, but we're really fortunate because 99% of the people out there right now are not able to actually work and earn a living. And so yeah. when idiots are being idiots and um, not being safe and not, you know, respecting the luxury that is being able to actually go to work right now and putting people in danger of shutting down an industry. Yeah. Good on Tom Cruise. Am I conflicted about it because it's Tom Cruise and like he may or may not be part of a, um, an organization that doesn't do great things and, and really does, you know, is known to do some pretty shitty things. Yeah. I'm really conflicted on that, but in when terms it comes of to vaccinations and medicine or <laughs> fucking slave labor or just yeah. ruining people's lives and tearing them away from their families or anyways, in terms of the message that was happening here, I'm all for it. I just wish it would have been like the rock or Matt Damon or Hugh Jackman or someone else. I'm, I'm very conflicted personally. When I think it comes to Tom Cruise, but that's another conversation for another day. You know, I think uh, this is kind of, we've talked a little bit about this on our show, but like some of the, some of the people that are against it, I've heard have kind of said like, well, of course this Hollywood elite is yelling at everybody. But if you listen to what he's saying, He's actually sticking up for all of the people that are trying to get back to work. It, he's not saying, how dare you shut my movie down? He's like, you are making this unsafe for us to come to work, which and he's doing it in a very loud <laughs> Tom Cruise yelling tone. And he's basically saying, hey, there are people depending on us to make this movie for their livelihood and their job. People forget that these movies are blue collar projects. They're expensive to make. There are thousands of people employed on them. There are more blue collar jobs on a movie than there are big budget. Then there are people pulling in millions. And I think people forget that. And it's nice to hear Tom say, they're calling us to see how we're doing because other productions want to get back to work. And there are more people in those positions trying to get back to work. I think that what he said was dead on. Do I agree with how he did it. I think what he said was right. You know, shouting at people is never the way, but he's Tom Cruise. He can, you know, listen, I, first of but, all, there, sorry, Cisco, one second. First of all, I go shut the fuck up to the people that are like, Oh, he's dressing down. He's yelling at someone. This isn't a Christian Bale. Like you're in my fucking eyesight situation here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is a real situation. That's like, yeah. In my opinion, Get the, you're lucky you're fucking here. Get off the fucking set if you're not going to take it seriously. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not Cisco. saying I'm not saying I, I know disagree you're not. I know you're, you're not. Yeah. I'm just trying to like remember there are there are opinions of like a really rich celebrity screaming at people right. on set. Like right. and that's, I don't, that's and, where that's coming from. And just from. you know, I don't scream on set, but Alex knows I can get very fucking intimidating and I can get very like direct in your face when it's like stop fucking around, let's get shit going. So what are your thoughts, um, Cisco? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that there is a big difference between, um, Christian Bale yelling at, you know, some grip or, um, any number of other meltdowns on, on movie or TV sets and what's happening here. Um, you know, I think all of us have probably been yelled at in our lives 
you know, for one reason or another, another, it some sucks, of them, man. It sucks, but also, <laughs> but I bet you didn't do what you were getting yelled at for ever again. True. Yeah. But then the other, the other thing is that like, I've been yelled at by somebody before and then hours later that night done shots with them. You know what right. I'm saying? So just because you get yelled at doesn't, doesn't mean that they're like, assassinating you you know what i mean like that's a moment in time it doesn't necessarily define um a relationship or whatever and so again i think that if people paid attention to what was actually happening there he's very clearly directing his his tongue lashing towards one person in particular and then another person who's affiliated with that person and there's probably at least a couple dozen people on set at that moment that aren't getting yelled. He's not like just raging on everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I think that there's a lot of, I, I mean, I'm not afraid to say, I think there's a lot of soft people that um, have never had to deal with any kind of altercation in their life and couldn't handle this kind of situation. Dude, I've, I've seen some crazy shit from executives in my life and like this wouldn't even rank in like the top five of them if if this was something that i witnessed in real life i'd be like yeah okay (laughs) and move on you know what i'm saying like i've seen other shit where i've been like the day has stopped and i've been like uh are we gonna what's gonna happen now is anybody gonna acknowledge that you saw is anybody gonna acknowledge what just happened like somebody gonna get fired (laughs) i can say this i won't talk about what project it is specifically we steve and i had someone have a meltdown not to that level but someone had a meltdown project that steve and i worked on and like it was done and you know me and the crew and steve we all kind of looked at each other and we were like the fuck just happened because we were so like well and then i this is a this is a point that i saw made on twitter that is actually very uh important to recognize is that tom cruise is the executive producer on all of these projects right and the project that he works on and so if if he doesn't do something like this right and just kind of like coddles this person is just like hey you know Maybe next time, you know, just make sure it doesn't happen again. And then it does happen again. And then somebody gets COVID because of it. It does. It's not a far leap to go from like uh, Tom Cruise didn't do what needed to be done to take care of his crew and a COVID breakout happened. Yes. So he bought like a cruise ship out of his own pocket to fucking like have them all live in a bubble while they're making this movie. And they have had issues where they've had some covid situations happen and i can tell you personally from having friends and and close colleagues of mine that are currently in the uk working on shows that i can tell you the uk crews and everybody they are not taking this shit seriously at all and they think it's a big fucking annoyance so like you know no shade to our uk fucking you know counterparts over there in the industry but like come on and you know, I don't know where those productions are, but I think that there are some places in the world that have got it under control. You know what I mean? Where they don't have to wear masks. You know, there are yeah. places in the world where people are living their normal lives, I, walking I, around maskless and doing their thing because they got it under control early. This fucking country has never done the right thing from day one and still haven't figured it out, you know, eight months later or whatever it is. And that's why we're in the situation that we're in now. 
I think it's important to note too that all we have from this story is Tom Cruise yelling. Right. And we know it's about COVID and we know that he's right. angry at a crew member. Think, we don't I know think, if this motherfucker could lick in doorknobs. Like but we don't I, know what but this I, guy but I, they, it was because two people were standing too close looking at a monitor. And I can tell you that on my set, we have COVID compliance officers and everyone that when people are doing something like that, and listen, it's second nature. You're going over a shot list. You're going over whatever. They tell you, hey, guys, I need a little more space here. And it's like, fuck, you're right. You know, but at the end of the day, in regards to this, I think the reason why this news today especially is resonating so much is because how many times have any of us been on a walk and people aren't wearing a mask and they're not crossing the street when you're trying to get by or they're walking and just being rude. And it's like, how many times have you wanted to do what Tom Cruise did? And so I think that people are hearing what Tom Cruise did and went fucking right. Like they've wanted to do that so many times in the last eight months, but people are just fucking idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm, I'm hyped guys. I'm stoked. I'm not, I'm not mad. (laughs) I'm not mad. I get it. I, I think that, you know, I, I agree. I agree with what I did. I, I think it's interesting that people seem to be having such a problem with it. I think it's probably more complicated than I'm giving it, you know, credit for. But I, I agree with him for what it's worth. What else is going on this week in the news, Steve-O? All right. You guys ready for a big, old, nasty, big, old, dirty, large, dirty, dirty dump of news from our friends and family at Disney? Yeah, sure. All right, so sure, man. <laughs> okay, whatever you say, buddy. <laughs> whatever you say, man. Sure, um, dog. So last week we kind of alluded to it, and then it happened the day after of us recording the big Disney Investor Day call and announcements. They basically did a virtual town hall, not town hall, but like basically trotted out everything they're going to do for the next year or so. Um, some of the things, basically, Disney Plus has racked up over 86.8 million subscribers in its first year. They are hoping to hit 230 to 260 by 2024. Um, of the 100 projects that Disney announced, about 80% of them will debut on Disney Plus. Uh, the price of Disney Plus will be going up a dollar a month to $7.99 in March. You guys upset about that? Nah, man, I paid for my three years up front and I got a year free. <laughs> uh, for you, if you didn't do that, I don't care. <laughs> is your, does, it, does it go up if you just did a year? It does, right? Yeah, it's going to go up a buck. Whatever. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Whatever. I mean, dude, at this whatever. point, at this I, I started. Point, I'm flushing streaming service money down right. the shitter every month no, that I don't not. even know it's, about. No, you're not, though. At the end of the day, when you add if you got all of them, you add it up, it's what you were probably paying for your, like, top-tier cable. No, no, for sure. I don't I'm, – I'm saying, like, I, I've got so many random subscriptions I've signed up for that I don't even know what's going on. Like, But not that Quibi. You didn't fall for that Quibi. Bro, I can say with good authority – that I was the one who's like, Quibi's fucking whack. And I said it on this show. I was like, that shit's whack. And I remember Steve was like, nah, it's pretty cool, man. The production I quality is pretty, cool. pretty good. I said it's pretty cool. I said it's pretty good. He said it's pretty, pretty good. Pretty and I was like, shit's whack. I'm a Take goddamn television producer. I got to see what's going on over there. Well, I tell you what's good. Nothing's going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I tell you, nothing's going on. Not uh, yeah, no. dude, that price bump doesn't bug me. I'm for it. I'm All for right. it because when when we find out what we're getting for that dollar, it's pretty tight. All also, right, well, because no one's going to be saying anything about the fact that Netflix increased their prices by a dollar. 
Well, I was going to say, I think I started off at $7.99 with streaming with Netflix when it first started, and now I think yeah. I'm up to like $17.99. So. Yeah, Netflix, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, dude. Netflix is getting close to being too expensive. Is it that high because you're paying for 4K or because you're paying for multiple devices or something? Both. They come in the same package. Okay. So if you get the 4K package, you have multiple devices. Because I think versa. mine is... Thirteen ninety nine. Yeah, my ours is seven. Mine's seventeen ninety nine for four K now. Okay, I'm also running a Netflix library over here. Like I got, I got passwords all in all kinds of zip codes at this point. So whatever. Like, but what's crazy crazy is, is Netflix has, as of its third quarter of twenty twenty, it's got seventy three million U S subscribers. So like, what Netflix has done. What's taken Netflix, I don't know how long they've been in the streaming game doing their thing. Disney pretty much did it in a year. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Netflix, I mean, uh, Disney came in with a pre, uh, pre-existing pre library that's pretty deep, you know? No, it's yeah, pretty deep, but what it, it begs the question of, like, how's Netflix now going to be able to compete with... I think, I mean, listen, I don't know... They don't, really have, they don't really have, like, is. a big IP. Well, they do now. Stranger Things. They do now, and and they also are continuing to put out Netflix original stuff, and so and, and the other thing is that people are are already hooked on it. So it's like the people don't um, disconnect Brand very loyalty. often, right? Like if you're already if you're already into Netflix, you're not gonna leave. Prob most likely, unless you know finances preclude you being able to stay on, which is uh, understandable. But uh, the chances of people leaving for you know whatever reason is just not very high. I don't think. I think, uh, yeah, I think Netflix kind of has. Yeah, my like, Netflix is still twelve ninety nine. It's like Kleenex syndrome, a little yeah. bit. It's like if you're going to have a streaming service, I think everybody would just pick Netflix because they eat. Like if you weren't plugged, let's just say you took five random people that know the base level of what a streaming service is, and you're like, you can have one for free. I bet almost all of them would pick Netflix without even knowing what was on them because they would just assume Netflix still dominates that like binge worthy have to tune in see like you got to watch it right away you know as big as HBO shows get Game of Thrones obviously is huge it still fascinates me that like every two weeks there's some new fucking thing on Netflix that everybody's like oh my gosh you have to watch this like Disney has Mando and Disney's get it going to be getting to a place where it's going to have at all times, probably a show airing every week, if not at twice a week, different shows that have the internet talking. That's where they're trying to get to that place. But Netflix still dominates that the reality that like binge worthy streaming TV, Netflix is synonymous with it more than any of these other streaming services. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what is so, an, we have a lot of Disney news, Steve. So just keep ripping through. Yeah, keep I'm just going to rip through this. So, you know, Disney owns Hulu now. And they announced that Hulu will be the place for uh, much more of the Disney-owned things like Fox, Fox Searchlight, 20th, 20th Century Studios. Um, that is going to be, be the place for your more adult-oriented con- content, uh, those types of movies, those kinds of things. Uh, FX announced, because um, now, you know, like I said previously, Disney acquired Fox. Uh, FX announced they are going to be doing an alien series set not too far into our future. It'll be the first alien story set on Earth. I'll check it out. I don't know. We'll see. 
We'll I see. mean, that could be cool with the volume. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of that volume technology, maybe. Right. Right. That could be pretty sick. I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, Cisco, are you into it? Yeah, I like the Aliens franchise, so I'm into nice. it. All right. Well, Ridley Ridley's going to be producing that one, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, here's the big shit. This is what everybody's been waiting for. Uh, Lucasfilm. Basically. You made it this far. Congratulations. We're Congrats. now going to talk about Star Wars go. for the next 30 minutes. Here we go. Well, I'm, I'm banking through this shit real quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got our Cassian sizzle. Um, we got a lot Andor. of yeah, Andor, Andor. Cassie, or Andor, sorry, our Andor sizzle. Um, you know, Diego. need to put respect on my name. <laughs> Andor. Uh, it's your typical Lucasfilm BTS sets being built, costumes, monsters, creatures being built. People talking about how massive it is for what it is. Um, I don't know. I, it's going to be a spy thriller. I'm going to check it out. I'm excited. Twelve episodes. Yeah. Which is awesome. I wonder. I would. I want to get your guys' thoughts because I watched it and they were really. Uh, they were really on a. Oh, look at all these practical sets we're building. Kick. That's just going to be in front of a volume, right? Or are they not doing the volume? Is I that only going to be a Mandalorian John Favreau thing? I don't know. I. I don't know. I don't think they are. I think they're going to do practical effects with, like your usual green screen digital effects behind it that's kind of that's wild that's going to be expensive right for tv i mean i mean it's not like they don't have the money i hope i mean i think the mandalorian looks great but i do think the mandalorian from time to time looks very much like tv and it would be cool it would be really cool if this cassian kind of reached the level of like rogue one i don't want to get my hopes up but that would be cool if that's kind of the vibe they're going for because so like, much of it was already yeah. done for Rogue One. Well, if you think, take a look, because one of the other things the Marvel panel or Marvel thing did during this investor call was we got our first look at the Loki Disney Plus series. We got our first look at the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier yeah. uh, series. And I, I got to be honest with you, I, I'm you guys know me. You guys are the bigger Marvel fans, but fucking the first thing that really got me excited for something marvel in a really long time was the loki thing and even the winter soldier the falcon show or whatever production value is like it looks like it doesn't look like they spared you know it looks like they spent the same amount of money they do on a marvel movie yeah <laughs> like, I mean, it, the, it, the one it, thing what, what we can say definitely about those series is that they look like they fit into the mcu in a way that all of the netflix marvel shows never did yeah or shield or shield yeah so shield is like a perfect example of like a thing that looks like TV, right? It looks like the flash or it looks like yeah, arrow or whatever. Like it's not bad. It just doesn't look like it fits into the world. And these things are edited in a way they're color treated in a way and they're shot in a way that feels like they translate from um, the MCU really nicely. Yes. And look, Dude, Loki and I mean, WandaVision still looks fucking awesome. And Loki looks awesome. It looks wacky and crazy. And like, I don't know what to expect from that show. I'm excited for um, Owen Wilson in that. Owen Wilson looks weird. Dude, like what? I mean, he's like so uh, distinguished with his gray hair and like not looking like a cool. little mustache. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I'm actually really, really, really excited and interested for the Marvel series. I'm excited and interested for all the Star Wars series as well. But I, we got a taste of what Star Wars is like as TV with the Mandalorian. 
I'm right. curious because it's been so long since we've seen a Marvel movie in the theater. I want to see if this has the same level of I got to tune in every week or if I'll fall off it like I did all those Netflix Marvel shows. Well, I'm curious. The thing that excites yeah. me about these Marvel shows is like they it's almost like why I was excited when Lord and Miller was first announced to do the solo movie originally was because yeah. it feels like, listen, like I WandaVision, WandaVision could end up being fucking terrible. But the thing I respect is, is that they took such a weird concept and they're rolling the dice on it and they're, they're, they're going for it. And so like, yeah. I respect that creative sort of um, roll of the dice so much that like, I'm more intrigued to watch it now. Like, I don't view The Mandalorian as a creative roll of the dice at all. Not at all. Not at all. Like, no. whereas WandaVision, I, it looks like daring and risky and Mandalorian cool. Mandalorian is fish in a barrel. Yeah, and Mandalorian, they, they've they've done it like, it's like a show by numbers. It's uh, it's like any other show, just with the Star Wars dressing. And that's not a knock on it, because it's Not good. a knock. Yeah. It's enjoyable. It's fun. But it's not, um, it's not groundbreaking. It's not doing anything that, like, is gonna light the world on fire as far as like narrative storytelling or anything like that. WandaVision has the potential to do that. Loki has the potential to do that. We'll see what ends up happening with those shows. But um, you know, they like Steve said, they 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 are such out there concepts. They're like left of center con uh, concepts that give you at least the opportunity of attempting to do that. Right, right. Yeah. But 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 to be fair. Kathleen Kennedy did confirm what was only a rumor on the internet and hadn't been confirmed yet was that Taika Waititi was in fact helming a Star Wars movie. And they awesome. sort of showed some artwork, a little bit of like logo artwork that like I went, yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, it's literally just like half of the Star Wars logo in a crazy pink and blue sort of color scheme looking like sort of like, school, rock, like Schoolhouse Rock. But I was like, great. Like that, and th that we don't know if that's an animated thing. We don't know if it's going to be live action. But the fact that it's Taika, yeah. The fact that just this fucking half a image of a of a title like of a Star Wars logo, great. I'm there. I'm in. Like mm -hmm. th that. That's assuming he gets to the finish line. But it's like, okay, go, please leave him alone and let him go do his thing. I yes, I agree with that. It, Taika is one of the biggest. Um, uh, maybe not biggest, but the most uh, enticing opportunities of what he's going to do. But I will say this. I was amped by the the little Patty Jenkins um, teaser. So Patty Jenkins was announced that she uh, is going to be directing Rogue Squadron. Um, her mm -hmm. father was a ex um, pilot, fighter pilot. She's In the Rebellion. <laughs> she's always wanted to 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 sort of make a movie about um um dog fights and that stuff right? and, yeah and and she never F found it and, i forget what she yeah. said uh anyways we got our first look at a video that clearly was produced that was intended to be at star wars celebration with her rollerblading on a tarmac and then mm -hmm. putting on an x-wing fighter suit and going to an x-wing um yeah i mean I'm not gonna lie. Me, I'm not gonna lie. Me, I'm gonna be an asshole here. I thought the rollerblading thing was fucking cheesy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not gonna fucking hide it. Like I, I loved the personal aspect that she has about the story that she wants to tell and the relationship of, in regards to her father and and all of that. I'm there. I'm on board for it. 
but just like sort of the the rollerblading on the tarmac and then the out of breath breathing while she's talking to i don't know i i would re- i i would die laughing if i could watch the pitch meeting for what we can do here and that's something i don't i'm just being an asshole but in terms of her doing a movie and all of this like i'm there i'll see it i'll check it out i got respect go ahead cisco how you feel it low-key makes me wish that she was the one writing and directing or just directing uh the top gun movie but fuck it i'll take this More X-Wings, man. Bring me more X-Wings. I love it when the <laughs> X-Wings show up in Mandalorian. I think, uh, obviously, like, I'm a bit of a Taika nut, like the like the three of us here. So, I'm, the, Taika, the Taika thing entices me and gets me so excited and super interested. I liked Wonder Woman, specifically the first and second act of Wonder Woman. I haven't seen Wonder Woman 1984 yet, so it's tough for me to make my decision on that you know i'm not crazy about the title because we just had rogue one i i would have preferred it called squadrons or i mean they just called the video game squadrons but that but that's like so picking nits it's hard it's hard to um have an opinion on something based off of that video other than the fact that i think it's cool that she's directing a movie and that the movie sounds interesting and i'll be it's star wars man i'm gonna be Super stoked. I have a question before we get into all the TV stuff. Boy, celebration would have been a little thin this year, huh? Like they wouldn't have had, like, like, I don't know, man. They would have probably brought hate. I mean, piece of the news. There you go. In Obi Wan Kenobi, they probably would have brought him out and it would have been a fucking thunderous applause. Um, they would have they would have trotted out a lot of these people and a lot of these things and I think it would have been a little bit more you'd have gotten more time and more info you'd have you know the fact that you've got uh, Justin Simeon from you know the guy that does Dear White People you know he's making a Lando spinoff series we don't you know we don't know who they didn't mention who's playing it we didn't get it if it's animated we don't know if it's live action we don't know my what money's it is. on Young Lando right I think I it'll think be, it's like, going to be an Adventures of Young Lando Donald Glover Howard. will not be in it yeah so how young then. I mean, Lando's probably what, like, they're saying like 1920 in the solo movie? Probably, like, at his youngest. He's like 1920 in that. Maybe like 25, 26. I could see him being like... I think it'll be his young, like, story of how he, like, sort of came... things age. And, and sort of, yeah, and sort of hustled his way up to being the Lando we know. Be rad. That's the, that's the TV, the TV announcement I'm the most excited for is young Lando. I think that sounds really cool. And I love Dear White People. If you guys haven't watched that show on Netflix, it's fantastic. Um, but I think I think they would have trotted out all these people. I mean, it's 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 look, it's mostly TV. I want to say between Disney and Marvel, it's there's fifteen something series or fifteen or twenty series or something like that that we should expect to be on the Disney Plus service. It's clear that they're pivoting and putting all their efforts towards Disney Plus, towards Disney Plus and the, the TV mechanism and. You know, I think it's a great opportunity. I think, I think, for instance, with Marvel, like we were talking about earlier, in terms of taking risks and rolling the dice and whatnot, I think it's a it's a safer space for them to be able to still do high caliber, high quality, um, big budget storytelling, but being able to take bigger risks without the um, all the pressure of a worldwide sort of opening if it doesn't do well. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. 
Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I hope that Disney is able to sort of take some of these things. Cause I'll be honest with you. When I first saw all these announcements and all the title cards and everything, I was like, it looks like they're announcing a bunch of video games to me from back in the day. Um, and that's not just because of the rogue squadron. It just sort of seemed like, whoa, but at the same time, well, they're, like, taking a, they're taking a page out of the Marvel playbook, which is to just lay out the slate with a bunch of, um, title cards. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's not that weird. What, what do you guys think about this whole Hayden is going to be back as Vader in the Obi-Wan Kenobi original series? Um, the series begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Revenge of the Sith. What do you think about that? Uh, I, I'm going to sort of, any sort of predictions on how they're going to use him and, and what no, I'm not going to I'm not going to do any of that. That's silly. I don't have time for that. But what I am going to say is. Truly. I'm excited for these two and before you get all ready to rage on you, you can't leave a comment now, motherfucker, but before you get ready to rage on us, the writing in some of the prequels is a little rough and some of the acting suffers because of that. Hayden is an incredible actor. He's very talented and so is Ewan McGregor. And I'm excited to see what the two of them do with these characters when maybe a little more, not that George didn't put love and attention and detail into those scripts, but a little bit more is kind of focused on character and the writing and the acting of it. And a little bit, maybe some of, less on the special effects of it all and sort of like the lore and the world of it all and kind of refocusing it on those characters. I'm excited to see their takes knowing that like this is a chance to kind of go back and get not a clean slate, but re-enter that world a little bit. Does that make sense? Cause I don't think any of them are naive to the fact that it's a little camptastic. Those I mean, people. I saw, I, I saw a, a quote from George in the last two days where he said, yeah, I know the dialogue in the prequels is real cheesy and whatnot, but at least it's consistent. So <laughs> George is the best, man. That dude's great. What do you think, Cisco? How do you feel about Hayden coming back? We'll see. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh, oh my. Oh. Oh. Ooh, we. Ooh. For six to eight months. Uh, okay. Uh, Steve, you how do you feel about Hayden coming back? You wanted me to theorize, motherfucker, how he's coming back. Why don't you theorize? I, I'll be honest with you. I like Hayden Christensen. I have no beef against him at all. Um, I don't no understand. What I, re- I really, I really, morning don't. rowdy show. I, I got I, no beef. No I, beef. I really don't need to see Darth Vader's mask off with his fucked up scalp and it be Hayden Christensen in a bunch of makeup. I'm, I'm uninterested in that. I don't need that. Um, I think there's maybe something more interesting to be said for Obi Wan being haunted by the ghost of his former apprentice, in a sense. And sort of using Hayden in that way, maybe. Um, I don't know. I'll check it out. I, I can't really say anything. I'm just sort of at a moment of like, I, I, I really would like to just see how they intend to use him because I can't imagine it just being him in prosthetics every once in a while taking his helmet off. That would be fucking cheesy and weird. And quite frankly, I don't think anybody wants that. Yeah, like who wants to see Darth Vader without his helmet on? I don't. I, then that's the thing is, it's like this is taking place not too long before we see him with with mark hamill where he's this sinister thing and i just and, and granted i don't know i don't know and let's I, also i mean let's be honest the best version of darth vader that we've seen was at the very end of rogue one and if it doesn't live up to that 
I don't really care, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm stoked to see you and McGregor as Obi-Wan and whatever he's going to be doing. But if Vader is just standing there, not sounding like James Earl Jones, I'm not going to care that much. You know what I'm saying? I think that I actually, I, I'm in the, the obviously the, the Rogue One lightsaber hallway sequence is like, it's so fucking metal and so Vader and so awesome. But the part, the Vader part that I love in Rogue One is actually when he's floating in that, that tank. And it's just like, he's just like a weird, you know, amputee burn victim who's just kind of floating. And he just like, like master, you know, director credits here. And you don't, he's, you're just like, this is horror. Like, He's just like hanging on to be alive. That to me is really interesting. That's the type of stuff I would want to see them try to do in this show is like, what's he like in that tank? You know, like what's going on with him over there. And then the rest of it, I just want to see Vader in the Vader outfit. I don't want him to pop his mask off and be like, Hey man, let's talk about it. Remember that time we fought on Mustafar? Well, I live there now. Like I I don't, you know, I, I don't need all that, but People are very excited about this and I don't want to take the wind out of their sails. Like rightfully so. This is like for a lot of people hearing that Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford are coming back. It really is like the people that love the prequels were basically saying, Hey, the lead of the prequels is coming back to do more hours for you. So I get it. I'm not, I, I, all I'm saying, you, you asked me what I think. And no, no, this is not a dig. You, your, your opinion is totally valid, dude. I'm not coming at you at all. I'm saying, I'm saying I just don't want someone listening to this be like, oh, great. They just got mad about Hayden. Like, we're not mad about Hayden. It's cool, man. Whatever. I didn't say anything, didn't say anything negative about anybody. <laughs> I just, but I, 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 it's no secret that the prequels aren't my jammery. And, uh, you know, I hope it's cool. I, Let, I think that the Obi-Wan stuff is going to be cool. I hope that whatever they do with Vader is going to be cool. I'm going to watch it. You know that. We got awesome Boba Fett. If they can do Boba Fett dope, then they should. If they be can do Zubaz pants Boba Fett. We're gonna be just if fine. We can get, if we can get badass bad bod, a dad bod Boba Fett, then you know, Hayden Christensen can brood and and do some interesting things as Anakin, maybe. Tight. <laughs> hey Alex, do you want to make a bad batch? Do you just want to make a bad batch, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cooking up. Cooking up a Bad Batch right now, buddy. <laughs> uh, they showed a trailer for the Bad Batch, or some people are calling it Clone Wars Season 8. I think that's what it's called. Uh, yeah, we're getting the Bad Batch. It's happening. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles of the Clone Wars. It's Fuck, a happening. Man, I, need, I need a pretzel for all the salt. Steve is just <laughs> throwing out there for this it's, pretzel. It's happening. <laughs> Get some mustard, baby. Um <laughs> The Bad Batch. <laughs> I think it. Uh, yeah, I started rewatching. Uh, I'm I'm watching the the last season of Clone Wars slowly, so I'm trying to get through that so that I can you know say that I'm fully caught up. It's a little tough for me, man. I'm not the biggest fan of the animated series. I like Rebels more than Clone Wars, but Clone Wars is tough for me. I don't know why. I just have really have a hard time getting through it. But, you know, I'm excited for just more Star Wars. The more Star Wars there is, the less pressure there is on it to be perfect every time. 
I bet so. Cisco's excited for this stuff. Uh, Cisco, you're a big anime fan. It looks like we're going to get some anime shorts uh, in the Star Wars universe called Visions. That's pretty much all we know about it. Um, but I bet you're I didn't, I, that. I didn't see that one. Um, I saw two tra- animated trailers, and one of them I was excited for. Uh, Bad Batch was it the one. <laughs> <laughs> When we get to talk about Marvel's What If, then I'll get stoked. Ah, uh, yes. Um, we're getting a droid series called The Droid Story, which I believe has 3PO and R2 and then a new droid. Um, Russian doll creator Leslie Headland is uh, going to be helming a Star Wars series called The Acolyte, and it is described as a mystery thil- thriller about the emerging dark side set in the High Republic era. Um I think that sounds interesting. The idea is interesting. So I'm here to for it to see what that's going to end up being. But that idea does sound very more interesting to me than droids. I don't care about droids. That doesn't sound interesting to me at all. I hope it's cool, but like I couldn't care less about that. That, hold if on, that hold on. I need to get if, another pretzel. Wait a second. Listen, if that if that if that series ends up falling off the slate in six months, I I won't even notice. I won't even remember. I'll be like, there was a droid series they're talking I about. I think I think that'll be more aimed towards a younger skewed audience. If hey, I listen, cool that. man, you know, do stuff for the kids too. Something That's tells me, right? something tells me, your two little girls are probably going to be digging that show. Maybe I hope so. Whatever they like, I, you know, they watch a lot of st- weird stuff and I, that I end up liking because I watch it with them. <laughs> you guys ever watch Steven Universe? That shit's fucking awesome. That shit's fire, <laughs> dog. Shit's fire. If you hey, don't, there's know about Steven dude, Universe, kid, kid, bro. Kid shows can be just as complex. Let me tell you something awesome about Steven Universe. This is, a, this is a quick tangent. Steven Universe is the show that everyone's kids should be watching. Straight up, n- no questions asked. That shit teaches them all kinds of important uh, values. That uh, Where know. can the people find this? Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network, baby. Or actually on HBO Max. Every episode on HBO Max. Steven Universe is great. It's a great show. Uh, I'm excited for the for the uh, acolyte. I think the acolyte sounds really interesting. The acolyte is of all of the new things. That's like a new new Star Wars thing. This that sounded super cool and interesting to me. Uh, I think she's an interesting, cool choice too for a showrunner and creator. Uh, I think she'll probably bring in some new, cool, fresh talent to do the writing. You know, all this stuff sounds good to me. You, you know, I'm, I. I've been no no one to hide sort of my development fatigue with Lucasfilm. Like I'm feeling like we're hearing a lot about what's in development. And these seem to be announcements of like these are in production, which is good. But it sounds like we're not getting anything for a good long while, especially movies. We're not getting a movie till 2023, right? Yeah, the only two movies they they confirmed were the Patty Jenkins movie and then that Taika, Taika. Taika was doing a movie. Yeah. Oh, everything else was Disney Plus. Um, other things we got going on, you know, uh, Kathleen Kennedy confirmed that the fifth Indiana Jones movie will be directed by James Mangold, and it'll be coming out July 2022. By my calculations, Harrison Ford will be like 106. <laughs> um, so that'll he, be rad. He's got to be like passing the mantle, right? Oh, it's gonna end up being like it's gonna pass. The, it's gonna pass the mantle. It's gonna end up being like uh, Mar- Marion Jones, and that'll be the thing. The next franchise. I don't know, man. 
be his granddaughter. And at this point, at the age that Harrison's at, I think they said he's got to be, it's got to take place in the 1970s. So. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Boy, I got to tell you, this is going to make, I'm going to, I'm going to say a a really, a hot take that it's going to make some people mad. I I don't think think it's all right. We've already pissed them off. I know, but I don't think Harrison should be in it. I think they should reboot Indy. I think after Indy, he dies, like just wait another 10 years or whatever, however long, much longer he's going to live. I don't know, but I don't. Yeah, I'm good. It belongs in the forties. That's the era that makes that so cool. Like or modernize it, it belongs in a museum. Listen, I I'd be okay with a um, Indiana Jones in the, the two thousands where he's fighting neo-Nazis and doing treasure hunting. You know what I mean? But, uh, I don't know. I just don't. Hey, man, listen, I'm always here for good content. If it's good, I'm going to like it and I'm going to watch it. But they didn't pull it off with Crystal Skull. So I just don't know. Yeah, I think I. I, I, I'm with you, Cisco. I just want this all to be good. And I know it is. And I'm just like, and maybe I have a little 2020 fatigue. This is the last week we're talking. I'm feeling a little like I was so much more excited about this stuff when they announced it. And now I feel like I'm falling into a pit of grumpiness and I don't want to be grumpy about this. Okay. Stuff. Okay. How about this one? Talk about the next one, Steve-O. This is the shit I was actually really excited for. Yes. <laughs> this should get you amped because it, it got me super excited. We got our Mighty Duck series. No, that's not the one. Oh, I'm sorry. Where do you want me to go? Warwick Davis is coming back for a a Willow Disney Plus series, baby, with a pilot from John Chu. (laughs) Come on, man. More Willow. Bring on the Willow. Out of the way, (laughs) Peck. I've never seen Willow. Oh, Oh, shit. I don't know. I don't know if I can even recommend it to you then. No, you're not watching it. You will hate it. It's you won't like it. Don't watch it. I know. I I, I trust me. I know when I'm gonna like something. I know when I don't. There's a reason I've avoided Willow this long. I will continue to avoid it. Unfortunately. Yeah. If you would have watched it when you were an eight years old, dude, it would it would be one of your favorite movies. Yeah, but don't I'm, watch it. I'm I'm stoked for everybody that's super hyped on Willow. I'm stoked for people that are, I'm hyped on Indiana Jones. I'm just when I heard it was gonna take place in the 70s, I got a little grumpy. First of all, that's not confirmed i'm just saying that people went and looked at the age that harrison is now versus the age uh he was when he did raiders and the age that he that indy supposedly is in that movie and that based on the age difference there now and how old he is he it would have to take place in the 70s indy is at his best when he's fighting nazis this is all i mean that's probably not that debatable right Um, well there could be nazis in argentina Sure, you know, whatever. There's Nazis all over. Nazis in Switzerland, right? In the 70s, maybe? I don't know. He's just got to, as long as Indy's punching Nazis, I'm cool. I don't care how old he is. It's James Mangold. Mangold hasn't made a terrible picture. I have faith. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm stoked that you're stoked for Willow, though, Cisco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why don't you hit me with something that I can be excited about, Steve? Yeah. You already kind of said it. Uh, Mighty Duck series starring Emilio Estevez. Yes, this is what I'm oh. talking about, y'all. Yeah, what do you think? This is, I thought that this was dead and buried. I was getting nervous there for a second, but I'm excited. It's back, baby. It's got Emilio stoked. 
I had a whole pitch for a Mighty Ducks four that would have been fire, but you know, there, it's not going to be as my pitches be better than this series. I can already tell you that right now, but I'm excited for this series. I think it's going to be pretty, 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 stu- pretty stoked. Yeah, pretty stoked I, I, on Mighty Ducks. I Especially was got to come back, right? I don't know that he is, bro. They haven't said anything, so I don't know. I'm hoping that this is done more in the vein of um, Cobra Kai. Kai. I think think this could do well in the vein of Cobra Kai. I don't think it's going to be that. I I don't think. I know. I know. I know. I know. You, but, you talk like you're gonna. It's gonna be about the Hawks. It ain't gonna happen. The Hawks no, are gonna be the good guys, guys, and the Ducks are gonna be the bad guys. That's exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, then, but no, these are these are the things I was excited for. I was excited about Mighty Ducks. Um, it'll probably be terrible, but I'm stoked on a Hocus Pocus sequel. Um, I'm stoked on straight to a, Disney Plus. Yeah, straight to Disney Plus. I'm stoked on a Sister Act three starring Whoopi Goldberg. Like I was like, yes. That. Yes, this is what Disney Plus is good for. Like, hit me with high-end adult versions of the Disney movies I watched that were on the Disney Channel as a kid. With that's just going to be a nostalgia bomb for me. Uh, they also announced a Rescue Rangers movie starring John Mulaney and Andy Sandberg as Chip and Dale. Um, that's going to be about that one. A, that's sort of going to be a combo of uh, animation and live action, produced by the Lonely Island. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So I'm stoked on. I'm, so like those things right there were were the favorite standouts for me. Um, and then I know we talked a little bit about the Marvel sizzle. Cisco, you want to tell everybody about the uh, thing you mentioned earlier uh, about Marvel, the animated. What if um, they announced this a while ago, but they finally gave us some footage from it. It's basically uh, um, the what if series are one shots where basically they are alternate realities. You know, it's like what if. T'Challa was Star-Lord. That's one of the ones it looks like they're giving us. Or um, what if Buck or what if uh, Peggy Carter was given the superhero ser- uh, serum and she become became the like Captain Britain, basically. Um, so all of those look really cool. I love the animation styles that, that they've chosen to go with. Um, it looks really stylized and way more interesting than some of the other stuff that was revealed. So I'm excited for it. I think it looks cool. And those stories are all like easily digestible one shotters that you can just pop in and pop out of no kind of investment whatsoever. You can just kind of enjoy them as what they are and move on with your day. Yeah. I mean, I'm so stoked for all this content. Like I just, I'm ready. I'm ready for maybe two. I'm sure quarantine is not, helping my desire to need like entertainment so all this stuff sounds great i just want it here faster than it's all going to get here because by the time this all comes out i'll probably be able to go outside again <laughs> i'm not going to be watching <laughs> gonna be so, riding bikes and getting coffee all over town not just in burbank pretty much now this episode's already gone pretty long we were going to talk about mando but i say fuck it let's hold it until the finale and we'll do a full season breakdown so i think that's good for this week we had a lot of Boy, that was a lot. Sorry. A lot of news. That a lot. That was a lot, guys. A lot. And I, and I cut some shit. I cut I some know, shit. I know you did. Fantastic uh, Four movie coming. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Louise. Louise. I forgot a fantastic. It was like a lot, and we're going to be talking a lot about this stuff a lot over the next year, year and a half. We basically kind of got show notes. What our show notes are going to be about for the next two years is what we got today. So, let's, or we got to start Thursday. taking bets on who's going to last and who's not, and who's going to get fired, and see where we go from there. 
<laughs> Cisco, if the people want to find you online, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cisco Kid with 2D77. Where can they find you, Steve-O? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rex Manning. Look me up on, uh, on, on Letterboxd, and I'm most definitely not on Strava. <laughs> you can find me at Alex underscore Baggers on Twitter or at Alex Baggers on Instagram, and I am on Strava. Ripping half centuries, baby. I'm thinking, I think I might try and pull out a cool 100 miles leading up to Christmas. We'll see. Find me on Strava, then we'll go get some coffee. With that being said, guys, we'll see you next week on BSR. Later. guys i'm here at pixar i'm about to go in uh start working on a collaboration project with pixar just kidding man i don't play that soft little baby shit man that's satan all day that evil satan stuff heavy metal shit man i don't fuck around with a little baby shit. <laughs>